friend, I'm Neil, and I believe that you can make as much money as you want working as little as you want. This podcast is the answer to how. People told me that I could choose to work less, but if I did make that choice, I would have to also choose to make less money. I finally called BS on this idea and went on a mission to figure out how to make six figures or more working on a part-time schedule. I did it in the corporate world, and now I'm doing it as an entrepreneur. I work less than half of what I used to work as an employee in my corporate job, and I have 10 times my corporate salary. Now, I teach others how to do business on a part-time schedule too, so they have more freedom and flexibility. This is what the semi-retired lifestyle is all about, and I believe it's the antidote to the too busy life. Let's face it, if you didn't have to work all the time for money, you wouldn't be too busy for the life you really wanted to live. In this show, I'm sharing my secrets, tools, and strategies to do business and life on your own terms and live the lifestyle of your dreams. It's time to unbusy your life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to episode 103. I am so excited to be here with you today. It's Christmas break as I'm recording this and I'm looking out at this gorgeous view of the snow-capped mountains. We have snow here in Sandpoint where I live for the holiday break. Actually, a lot of it. (laughs) We've gotten dumped over the last few days. And I'm thrilled by this because we get to go snowshoeing. My boys are going to be going skiing multiple times. Lincoln, my son, is 12 years old, but it seems like he has grown into like a 25-year-old overnight. (laughs) Edge and I are both mourning that we don't have the little kid holiday experience anymore. He's just not into it the way he was before. And (laughs) he's been doing this thing where he'll go up to the ski mountain. There's a shuttle that takes people up the mountain and he will meet his friends up there, ski all day, like literally all day until the lift shuts down and then take the shuttle back down the mountain. (laughs) Like, who are you? It's like you're totally grown up already. So I just am in love even more with the place that I live because he has so much freedom and so much flexibility and he's outside in nature doing all the fun activities. And I'm just so grateful that this is where we're living now. And we're starting to plant roots here more deeply. I will tell you more about that coming attractions in the Williams household (laughs) lifestyle in an upcoming episode. Today, I wanted to do a really quick episode. I actually had something else planned for this episode, but I've Wanted to share this one with you because I think it might be interesting to think about for your 2022 and as you're going on your goals, I'm going to show you how I created a million dollars by saving on my grocery bill. Now, this sounds wild and it sounds clickbaity and all that, but I'm going to actually like show you the math of it and show you what I did to create it. And it's kind of like one of these mini growth goals that I created for myself And I'm going to share with you the exact step-by-step process so that you can see what it could look like for you and going after maybe one of your own mini growth goals. And I wanted to share it because I also wanted to give you additional possibilities for how you can create money or use money that you already have in new and different ways to get to your overall life goals. So 
as you know, I've mentioned this before, my family's 2022 goal, it has been to scale back our spending and see what it's like to live on a $30,000 budget. Now, will we end up getting there? I don't know. This is a big growth goal for our family. We're looking at all the things and thinking about how we can think about using our money in new and different ways, in more creative ways, more innovative ways than we have in the past. And that is the whole point of this goal is for us to bring consciousness to the way that we're using money in the world, making sure that we are using it in a way that feels like value added to us and not be so unconscious in the way that we are using money. So in order to get to this million dollars by saving money on groceries, I'm going to take you the step-by-step way to do this. And these steps are really, this is like a meta skill, a meta process that you can use for any goal that you're going after. In fact, it's the same one that I've used to scale back my work hours to 30 per week. It's the same process that I've used to grow my business in just a couple of years to multiple, multiple six figures, working a very part-time schedule. It's the same way that I do everything. So this is one that even if you're not into saving money on your grocery budget, you can use these steps that I teach you today to really like give yourself a framework for how you might go after your growth goals or whatever goal you may set for yourself in 2022 or anytime you're listening to this show. So step number one for me is always starting where I am. And I like to get the math behind a starting where I am. So when I started, when I did this in my corporate job and scaling my work week back, I literally tracked how many hours I was spending to see like, just what is that? Because if I don't know where I'm starting, it's very hard for me to know how to get to where I want to go. And so that I did the same exact thing with our spending. I tracked our spending for 60 days And I use a specific budgeting software. I also set up a Google sheet for myself to be able to look at this a little bit more closely. And this was the whole point of this was just, it wasn't for me to change. We didn't change anything. We literally just were doing our thing and I was tracking it so that I could get a snapshot of how much we were spending. What did our budget item, what are they? (laughs) What were our budget items? (laughs) How much were we actually spending on those items really is what I was looking for. So once I saw how much money we were spending, I was shocked. I literally was like blown away. And it's just always interesting to me. I had the same experience when I was working a million hours in my corporate job, right? It was like, oh my gosh, it's like 60 plus hours that I'm doing here. And I, I can see that's where I'm at, but that's not where I want to be. Okay. So first thing is understanding where you are. And by the way, if you are in the Facebook group, if you're in my Facebook group, uh, which we will link into the show notes for you, if you want to join us, I'm going to be sharing my resources. So some of the Google sheets that I've created, some of the resources that I've created to get to this point. And for instance, I'm going to share with you my (laughs) my Costco list of things that I've bought and the price for serving and all that. I put that all together for myself to make it easy for me to know what things I can buy to keep within my grocery bill budget. And I'm also going to be sharing a seven day dollar per person meal plan. So if you want to get that, go ahead and join the Facebook group. Again, it's linked in the show notes. So step number one is always to just figure out where am I starting from? How many hours am I working? How much money am I spending? 
Like what is true right now? What is my weight? What is like all of whatever it is, the goal that you're going after, wherever, whatever area it is in your life, you need to first have an idea of where you are to start with. Okay. Step number two is to set a goal for where I want to be in terms of that particular area. So as I was thinking about this, I read some blogs, I did some like research and I was like, okay, what's the craziest thing that I've seen? And I had, you all might know this person, Mr. Money Mustache is pretty popular in a community called FI or FIRE, Financial Independence, Financial Independence Retire Early Community. And he was talking about how he was able to feed his family for a dollar per meal per person. And I was like, what? I didn't even believe it was true, but I thought, okay, I'm going to just test that idea actually. (laughs) So I set my crazy goal to be my growth goal in terms of like spending on groceries. Like if I could get us to a dollar per person per meal, that was like my goal. And my husband is like, literally like, there's no possible way you can do this. Right. (laughs) I had everyone against me. No one was on my side except for this Mr. Money mustache who was like doing it. And so I was like, okay, but I'm just going to try it. I mean, even if I get close to that, like that's such a huge savings to me, it was worthwhile. There was enough value added to my life to be able to do the work and put in the time and the energy and thinking about how it would do this and trying things to actually create it for myself. So step number one, I tracked where we are. Same thing you want to do with whatever goal you're setting track. Like, where are you now? Step number two is set a goal for where you want to be. Now, again, like from a time perspective, I did the same thing. I was like, okay, I'm working 60, 70 hours per week in my corporate job. What I'd like to do is work 30 hours. Okay. That seemed like I might as well be a pink unicorn and fly. Like there was no way that that was actually going to happen. But I set the goal because I thought even if I get close to that, it's still worthwhile. So same thing for my spending. I was like, okay, even if I don't get to a dollar per meal per person, the closer I get to that, like so much value for our family to do that. So set a goal. Step number three is where you will make a list of things that you will try in your attempt to achieve that goal. So initially, like I usually give myself a space and this is where thinking time is uber important (laughs) to think through, give yourself space and time to think through what are some things you would try in going after trying to achieve the goal. So I was like looking at a list of things that I would be willing to try. And for instance, some of the things are cooking from scratch every meal of every day. Okay. That was one thing I was willing to try and I'm not doing that exactly, but I'm doing that to some degree. Another thing I was willing to try was to go to the big box or go to our local Costco, which is kind of like our wholesale. Maybe you know what Costco is, but you can buy things in bulk. So that was another thing that I read. I did some research and I was like, okay, what can I try to do this? I did some research and I I thought, okay, so I'm going to go to Costco and I'm going to buy things in bulk so I can see the price per serving of everything that I buy. And then once I have that data, then I'm just going to start trying some recipes, trying some meals and see like how close do I get to this dollar per meal per person. And the ones that I get to, if it's not close to a dollar, then I'll think, okay, how could I do this differently? Maybe there's a substitution I could do. Maybe there's something else I could do here that would bring it closer to that dollar per person per meal. 
So I like was willing to cook every meal. I was willing to go do this crazy grocery spree, which I wish I would have videoed because my husband was with me. (laughs) Honestly, excruciating for the man. Thank God he's so patient because I calculated the price per serving of every single thing we put in the basket. And with Costco, it's great because they have the price per serving for most things. And I was like keeping track. I was keeping track as we go through. So just make a list of all of the things you'd be willing to try to achieve this goal. And then I just started like picking off them things that try the things I'd be willing to try kind of like one at a time and seeing what I got out of that. Like if I try this, what is, what is the result that I get? If I try this, what is the result that I get? So step number four is once you have that list of things that you're willing to try your initial list, you try them, you fail, you learn, then you try something else on the list, you fail and you learn, and you are adding to this list. So as you're failing and learning, this is true with any goal, you're adding to the list because you're learning something new that you didn't know before. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. And that is maybe your next attempt. And maybe that works or maybe it doesn't, but you're kind of collecting failures and learnings along the way until you get to where you want to go. And there's never a situation where you won't get to your goal eventually, except in the case where you quit. If you're willing to try enough things and fail enough times and create success out of enough of those failures, you're going to actually get to your goal. It's like a self-perpetuating process that like creates inevitable success. As long as you're willing to like do it for long enough and try enough things, you're actually going to get there. So I knew that in my mind because I've done enough goals this way that I knew that I could eventually get there. Just would I be willing to do enough things and try enough things and invest the time and invest the thought power and all of that to get there. And I will tell you that I did end up doing that. Now we have like a, a nice little bank of recipes and grocery lists of things that we purchase and meals that we create. And it's been so amazing actually, because I've fallen back in love with being a home cook I just have a totally different perspective on cooking for my family than I did before. Before I was coming at it from this idea of like, oh, I have to, and it's this one extra thing on my to-do list and I don't want to do it, kind of like this obligatory place. And because I've gone through this process, what I've realized is like, I actually reminded myself that I enjoy cooking. I like being in the kitchen. I like to be in service of myself and my family, creating nourishing foods for our bodies to give us the energy that we want. And we eat so much better, higher quality. We eat foods that are more nourishing than we did before I went on this process. And that just delights me to no end. And so I know that I will continue this. And I just kind of had then the strategic byproduct, kind of like this cherry on the top, the fact that we're saving so much money on groceries. So it's really been an amazing process. I will tell you, like it is, it has really changed my ideas about money and convenience and conscious spending, all of that excess, all of that is really had me think about things in a very different way. And what I realized was, I was paying for so much convenience, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the pursuit of convenience, I wasn't actually, we weren't getting the health benefits that I really wanted out of that convenience. 
So what we're noticing is like for my husband and I, we're noticing like leaner bodies. We're noticing more energy. We're noticing we're sleeping better. All of these things, because I went after this goal of a dollar per meal per person in my family. Now, when I kind of added this up, you might have some judgment about what I was spending on groceries. And I totally get it because I did that. I I had some judgment on me too. But basically, we were spending somewhere in the neighborhood of 1800 sometimes 2200 up the kind of like that range on groceries per month for a family of three. And I'm not judging myself for that now. When I originally saw it, I was shocked by it. I knew that this was a big line item in our budget, but I didn't really stop to take time to like really look at it. And because I was able to figure out how to achieve this goal of the dollar per meal per person, we're saving $1,500 a month on average on our grocery bill. And what we decided to do with that money is I mean, we still have the money. It's not like it's going anywhere. We just have it. And so now we've decided what seems more valuable to us instead of spending that money on groceries is to put it into our retirement account. So I did a calculator. I've been doing this lately where everything, every time I think about like a recurring expense, like if we're going to add a recurring expense to our budget, I now like go into this investment calculator and I like put it in there to figure out like how much money would this be if I just put it in investments instead. Kind of gives me a different perspective. And then it gives me an idea of like, do I value it enough to have that effect to like, if I didn't put it in the investments instead, would I be willing to um, give up that kind of growth, that potential of passive income? And so when I put this into the calculator, I kind of blew my own mind, <laughs> put it in there. The savings of groceries that we're doing every single month if we did this for the next 20 years and we put the money into a ret- an investment account instead, it would literally be a million dollars. And I say that to you because I want you to see like there was no risk involved in creating this million dollars. So I think so many times we have this idea that it has to be risky, that there's a certain way that we should be able to create money and like it requires all these things. This is a very non-risky way of creating a lot of money. All it took was some thought and some effort and the willingness to try until I got there. And for me, that's such a big value that I add to my family and to our future. And I'm willing to do that all day, every day for us. And I want to share this with you because maybe it will be valuable for you and your family too. It wasn't risky. It didn't take anything except the willingness to believe that it was possible and then try enough things to actually make it possible. This is exactly the way that I create any goal. Now, some of my goals, my growth goals require more tries and fails than others, but at the end of the day, it's what will get what gets me and it's what will get you to any growth goal that you want. I didn't know how to do this when I started. I just made a plan for a few things that I would try, maybe buying in bulk, cooking at home, calculating the cost per serving for all of it, and creating a bank of recipes and grocery lists that I can pull from that I know will give me meals for about a dollar per person. This was enough to get to that goal of a dollar per person per meal on average. They had to be willing to be inconvenienced and to think differently and to think creatively and to ask myself enough questions and try enough things to get there. That's it. But that's true of any goal that you go after. That is the process. 
Where are you now? What is your goal that you want? And then make a list of things that you're willing to try. Try those things, be willing to learn and fail and create success from the failures. And eventually you will get to enough things that you've tried and failed and learned from that you create the result that you want. It's true in business. It's true in life. It's true in any single aspect that you're creating a goal for, for 2022. So I share that with you because I think sometimes we have the idea that goals have to be risky and they don't. I'm giving you this example because there was no risk involved. Nothing horrible was going to happen to anybody if I didn't do this. But the upside potential of this was so valuable for my family and I that I was willing to go after it and willing to do it. So some goals that are growth goals don't have to have any financial risk to them. They can just have you think differently, which is the point of any goal. So if you want to get the additional resources that I'm talk- I was talking about in terms of like the budgeting software that I use, the Google Sheets that I have uh, available of grocery lists and meal plans of a dollar per person meals, go ahead and join us in the Facebook group because I'm sharing all of that stuff inside of the Facebook group. And I shared this podcast episode because I wanted you to think about goals that you could set that would really add value to your life. Sometimes maybe they do require some financial risk. Maybe they do require a lifestyle change risk, but they don't always have to be that way. There are lots of goals that you can set that would require growth of you that would have no risk associated with them, but would still create so much value in your life. Okay. I hope I've convinced you to set a goal for 2022 and to join me and Rick Mulready on our own goals of 50 fails this year. Please tag me and at using that hashtag at 50 fails. If you're joining us and you're going along on the journey with this, I'm going to share more of my failures every single week. And please, if you're interested in doing the book club of your money or your life, and really taking a look at your spending and creating more conscious spending habits in 2022, join us in that Facebook group because I'm going to share all of the what I'm learning as I'm going through this process with you as well. Have a gorgeous week. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Unbusier Life Show. If you're a coach with a day job struggling to get your coaching business off the ground because you think you need more time or that your day job is keeping you from your dream business, my niche strategy call is just for you. You will come away from this call with the right niche for you, learn how to get three clients and the five simple steps of making 10K working just 10 hours a week. You don't need a lot of time to make money in your business as a coach. All you really need is a plan to do it in the hours that you do have. I only offer a few of these each week, so go grab yours today by visiting my website at www.neilwilliams.com. This call is for you if you still aren't making money in your business, or it's really hard to sell your offer, or you're stuck in niche drama. We'll tackle all of it in this 30-minute call. Have a gorgeous week, and I'll see you right here on the show next week.